rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Why am I singing? I don't know. Why not? Why not just sing the whole show? <laughs> like musical life. What am I talking about? I don't know. Yo, what's up? My cats are flipping out behind me. It's nice. At least somebody's happy. We, well, I'm a lot happier than I was, trust me. But we, obviously, getting rid of the con man is a great thing. But I'm often reminded of the lessons of history where you can win seemingly win something and then it ends up being worse but uh, I don't really think that how it, it we had to get rid of the con man that's the bottom line the next problem that we have is getting control of the senate but on top of the other problems that we have pushing the the DLC Democrats to join their fascist buddies in history's dung pile. Anyway, we'll get to all that. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. This is Tara Buster. It's unapologetic liberal talk. Look at the cat. Aw. He's playing in the background. See? Keeping it real for the rest of us. So, yeah, okay, well, we have a regular s spot on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern right here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and FYI Nation. And where else? Where the hell else are we? Uh, Verdant Square Radio. Soon we will be on, on Rockfin. I'm excited about that. And I wanted to also, all of the regular listeners, let's kind of get together. And if you're on the Discord page, this, I encourage you to join our Discord community. I want to talk to you guys about what's a good time and day to have a Rockfin-only show. I know, I'm asking you to do more things. But, hey, this is what we're doing. It's the liberal media. Without the liberal media, we, we're not going to win. We don't, we don't have a chance. Okay? You see what they have done to us. These right-wing Democrats. Today, all right, what are we going to talk about today? First of all, let's, let's just take a second to, to remember that we have lost 250,000 Americans in four months. This is worse than, I mean, we're, we're going into the Civil War area here soon. All thanks to Twitter. I mean, we lost, we lost 500,000 Americans in the, because of the conservatives couldn't let go of their human property. Or, or humans they thought were property. Well, they always think the humans are property. What am I talking about? 
that time, it was because of darker pigment. Now it's, I don't know, I guess you haven't figured out a scam, some kind of, well, Amway scam or, or some kind of way to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and inherit your daddy's grifting real estate company? I don't know. Um, first of all, thank you. Hello, Ed the First. Hello. He is the first. He was the first in the chat room. He's often the first. And Russian bot, thank you. Wait a minute. <laughs> what are you talking about? Finally, the House gets a true progressive as speaker. She's a fighter in Nancy We Trust. Do you think Joe Joe's administration is the most progressive picks thus far? No, not really. I think that they're that the Democrats are doing what they always do. They run to the right, and this is why the, we're in the boat we're in. First of all, they, they run to the right because of the broken system that is bought and fa paid for already. They're all, they are also swimming in that filthy, disgusting pool, corroded by money. And... We go over it on the show all the time, which is why I ask you to support the liberal media because they don't do on the what the me the so-called liberal media doesn't do its job. They don't name names. They don't define terms. They and they do it all the time. I was just watching. In fact, where the hell is it? I hope I saved it. Oh yeah, CNN. I was I was just watching something on CNN, saying that the how the Democrats were um, at each other's throats and how it was because of socialism and the Squad. How Spamberger? We went we went over it. How they had this internal call or whatever, and they where Spamberger said she didn't want to hear the word socialism ever again. And according to CNN, oh, and then they had James Clyburn on to dis discuss that um, how the term defund the police harmed Democrats and this is why they lost elections. Why don't, you know what I want to, I really wish Clyburn would do Instead of jumping into the mix and stirring the pot, kicking down, you know, kissing up, kicking down, keeping the American people divided. But I, I don't know if he's doing this on purpose. Is it because he truly believes that the country is too far to the left? How? Uh, 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 hello? I can't even talk. If we're so far to the left, why is it? that the American people can't save $400. If, we're, if that's the left, we got a real problem. Why is it that the American people are living check to check, 80%? If we're so far to the left, this is how off the rails we've gotten in this country. But it's by design because we have a corporate media that doesn't have an interest in educating the American people. So they'll put James Clyburn on there to 
do what they do. They, it's called hippie punching. So he's in there trying to stir it up as if something is wrong with progressivism. But it was... All right, where, where is it? I wish I could find the goddamn thing I was watching. Where is it? Where is it? I, am, I apologize what, yet again. I thought to myself, I haven't seen you guys in a few days. Since Saturday, we haven't had a show. And I'm trying to do as many shows as possible, even though I was unable to get... I, I was going to do the show at 7, and then it was past 7, then it's 8, and then 8, 30, now 9 o'clock, whatever. I figured better late than never, and we'll... Uh, I'm not sure how long I'll be able to As do the, the show. Who'd been targeted by um, it, might, it won't be another four-hour filibuster. Oh, here it is. Here's the thing the I was no watching. Let, let's play it. In fact, I was watching this because it was pretty um it was right it was exactly what we were talking about in the show the other day so hold on hold on everybody i know god look at this not the best lighting god look at this oh well what are you gonna do it could be worse it could be better I have to stop. It's body dysmorphic disorder. I look in the mirror. I want to smack my parents across the face. I'm like, what were you thinking? Mixing that DNA. Those. Though, the garbage man and the nun DNA. That, had, that was a great idea. Christ, on a bike. I'm, all right, here we go. There's you. This is my screen, everybody. Let's do this. Okay, I'm trying to find... Of course, I'm stumbling my way through. Here we go. Okay, there's that. Hi, hi, S-King. Getting ready for work. What, do you work the night shift? Well, I hear you. I've worked that shift myself. It's not easy. Hi, Steve. Hello, Errol. Hello, Russian bot. Hello, Ed the First. We need, uh, where's the rest of our A-team? Carolyn. <laughs> Where is Newton? Carolyn's on Facebook. Is Newton in the chat already? I wish I could find... A thousand more like Newton, but normal, normal people. He's a dedicated listener. For those who don't know Newton, he's our, I guess he's kind of a resident troll at this point. I haven't kicked him out yet because he's not, he doesn't curse at people. He is tedious and boring, but that's sort of like comes with the territory of conservatism. All right. Excuse me for sipping coffee in your ear. That's disgusting. I know. Ah, well, the internet has done this to us. It's made us get to see every friggin' minute of everybody's life. All right, so I was watching this. Here it is. It's an article about... Let me refresh. 
what the vaccine won't cure? Come on, man. Now I sound like... Great, now we're going to hear an ad. Tell me what you're doing. Why did I refresh the screen? Yeah, so um, this whole segment on CNN was dedicated to ripping Democrats apart and blaming progressives, in my opinion. So let's write, let this ad run through. I'll take another sip. Whatever. I know, the show sucks already. Election is over. Now comes the hard part. I'm Michael Smirkanish in Philadelphia. When President-elect Joe Biden is sworn in on January 20, which will pose a bigger challenge to accomplishing his agenda? Will it be Mitch McConnell, the notoriously obstructionist Senate Majority Leader, or the more progressive wing of Biden's own party? Think Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and the squad. In the absence of an anticipated blue wave in both the Senate and House, several more moderate Democrats have been blaming the extremism of certain party mates. Among them, Virginia... Let me stop it right there. Because I'm already getting salty. What, did you hear what he said? This is why I hate... It's not about hate, though. Uh, it's about reality. Hating the corporate media. I hate them because they're killing us. Did you notice what he did? This is how sly and clever they, the propaganda truly is. And it, how insidious it is. Let me rewind this 10 seconds. And uh, let's play it again. In the, in the absence, absence of an, of an anticipated, anticipated blue wave in both the Senate and House, several more moderate Democrats have been blaming the extremism of certain party mates. What? What extremism? Okay. Does he have any policies in particular? The extremism. So now it's just extremism. What AOC stands for is extremism. What's extremist about universal goddamn health care? What's extremist about not separating children from their parents? What is the extremism they're talking about? That's propaganda right there. That's the corporate media because this is the liberal media, guys. They're trying to, uh, well, they, they tell the truth about Trump. Yeah, he sucks. That's a given. But that's about it. They're not on the side of truth, justice, and the American way as in regard to the working class of this country. That's for sure. They're, in the, they're on the side of the big moneyed interests. And here we go again. The extremism, if this was a, a, a news organization, why don't they name what, what they're talking about? What is extreme? They just throw it out there. The moderates think this, and the extremists are up against it. What, what's moderate? You want only some people to die without health care? Is that it? 
Some people get living wages. Some people go to uh, get higher education. Some people have retirement. Well, isn't that kind of like what we have now? And it isn't working. And wasn't it um, a few short decades ago that the United States was the most upwardly mobile before Reaganomics kicked us in the groin and Clintonomics turned around and kicked us in the ass? I am so sick of it. And this is why I pointed out because it's, it's insidious. It's like fish. We are like the fish swimming in, in water. They don't, the fish doesn't know it's in water. It doesn't see the water. I feel this way. Well, not just, it's not about feelings either. It is the reality because we have the results. The, the full court press of the big money and interest against the working people of this country is, comes from both sides. First of all, the right wing of this country, the, they're, not even, they're not right wing. They are effing fascists. They're not patriot. We go over this. Look at what Mitch McConnell is doing. We just crossed the milestone of 250,000 Americans dead in four months. And what is Mitch McConnell and the rest of the fascists doing with their majority in the Senate? Pushing in, pu- pushing more judges onto the bench. Now, tell me, what are the judges doing? Are they helping anybody? The American people are up against it. Businesses, one in three businesses, small businesses, are going to close permanently in this country. They know that, the filthy fascists. What are they doing about it? Zero, nothing. They need more judges. Why? And what, do you think that the goddamn corporate media would make the leap, put two and two together, tell the American people that, this is not just a tactic. Just like Twitler squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes and refusing to leave. Well, we'll see what happens, but refusing to concede defeat. All of the norms, quote unquote, he's breaking. Just like that is um, a, a knife in the heart of the democratic experiment or the grand experiment in liberal democracy, so is Mitch McConnell shoving unqualified and flunky loyalists onto lifetime positions on the court. The corporate media, not everybody on corporate media, they must know. They have to know. Or maybe they don't. Maybe I expect too much of them. But... They're following the playbook of every autocratic takeover of a democracy. This is what you do. Stuff more unqualified flunkies onto the court. So when they report on what Mitch McConnell is doing, they don't even put it together that the American people are on food lines. 
And Mitch McConnell is busy shoving more unqualified judges onto the bench, not because he loves America, he loves democracy. Look at their standard bearer, for Christ's sake. It's, of course, we're, we're, um, uh, where this country is dying, because everything, all the pillars of democracy are dying. Or maybe I'm, I'm an optimist saying they're dying. Perhaps they're already dead. It's like that movie, The Others, where I'm not, hopefully I'm not giving it away, but you know, you realize you're the one who, you're dead, you're actually dead. I don't know. So, let's continue. Among, Among them, them, Virginia, Virginia Congresswoman, Congresswoman Abigail, Abigail Spanberger. After barely eking out re-election, Spanberger spoke bluntly on a post-election Democratic caucus call. We do not ever use the word socialist or socialism ever again. We lost good members because of that. We are classifying Tuesday as an We lost good members because... What the hell? Did, did Spamberger do the research why they lost good members? First of all, there's anybody looking into um, the Republican dirty tricks in regard to the election? What, what was Lindsey Graham? If he's interfering, trying to get legally cast votes thrown out, Maybe um, the polls weren't that off to begin with. This what always baffles me. The polls, we have, we have exit polls, which I'm sure this year, it's uh, kind of null and void considering the pandemic. But up until this year and up until year, a few years ago, since they started using the electronic voting machines, we, the, the exit polls and the results of the election were pretty much um, standard. They coincided with each other. Only after the implementation of these electronic voting machines did all of the sudden the exit polls not match the uh, results of the election. And they were always swinging to the right. In fact, where it, there was a term coined called redshift. Oh, there's redshift again. Always to the red. Always to the fascist. So, Spamberger and uh, the rest of these effing Democrats, these, these corporate Democrats, they're part of the problem. Let's keep going. House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn seconded this on Meet the Press, citing his party's failure to unseat Senator Lindsey Graham. Jimmy Harrison started to plateau when defund the police showed up with a caption uh, on TV right across his head. That stuff hurt Jimmy. You see? Oh, the other day when we had the show, we were talking about, um, maybe it wasn't that the other day. It doesn't matter when it was. But I was saying, uh, I was saying, I wish these Democrats would call me 
and let me help them brand the message. And it's, I agree, defund the police is an unfortunate term. Because I, here's what I think happened. In the midst of uh, the moment, somebody says defund the police, and then it sticks. Whereas we, sh- we shouldn't have to explain our rallying cry. And if we do, oh, it's not defund the police as a whole. It's defund the militarized police. It's fund community policing. And which is what I, I really wish that th- that was the term that took off. Fund community policing. Okay? Doesn't that sound better? But putting that aside for this conversation right now, Jim Clyburn, honestly, these, these effing dinosaurs, who, who, who made Jim Clyburn the um, arbiter of truth? It's like he's some kind, is he Yoda or something? I don't get it. Because supposedly he bestowed his um, blessing on Joe Biden, and that's what turned everything around. It had nothing to do with the corporate media and the incessant propaganda that we witness every day regarding the working class, kicking down on the working people who only want... A, a, Every what their goddamn grandparents had as a birthright. How about that? Let's roll back the last 30 years, the last 40 years, Reaganomics and Clintonomics. How about that as a rallying cry? Roll back Reaganomics. Bring back the New Deal. That's all we're asking for. The same American dream that our grandparents, our white grandparents had. So Jim Clyburn, when he says, oh, defund the police, stamped on his head. And instead of being a divisive kickdown on on the, I mean, that's what he's doing. He's, He's hippie punching. They, why doesn't he, well, because, okay, I'll answer the question. What he should do, instead of dividing, but this is the point, divide and conquer, um, and also keep the American working class in their place. Jim Clyburn is part of that old guard, the same old guard like Nancy Pelosi, like Chuck Schumer. They're not letting go easy of the broken-ass system. They're the ones who presided over the death of the great prosperity. So James Clyburn, instead of using his time because then now all CNN, MSNBC, all the fake liberal media can all they they don't they never have enough cameras to put on Jim Clyburn to give an opinion about a progressive. That's for sure. So instead of sitting there and disparaging the youth of his party, the up and coming party, the Democratic Party, that is trying, that, you know, the Democratic Party that's only trying to get back to the FDR Democratic Party, the party that won four landslide elections, that lost one state in one of those elections. That's it. They won every other goddamn state, not because somebody played nice with the goddamn fascists, but because they f- FDR fought for the working class. 
to have a seat at the table. Well, the white working class, let me clarify. And that's, that's the failing of this country. And we're trying to rectify that now. Leaving no one behind. How, how hard is that of a rallying cry? We don't leave anybody behind. Anyway, but James, James Clyburn, Jim Clyburn, whatever the hell, he could, when they shove a camera in his face, as they do every other day, I'm sure he likes that. Who doesn't, right? Oh, he's, he's the king of the Democrats. He's the kingmaker. He's the, um, what was that guy, the kingmaker in uh, English history? Neville, the kingmaker. I was just trying to look it up. Anyway, you know, Edward the Fourth was it, right? And the Kingmaker, and then the Kingmaker's daughter married Richard, Richard III, the brother who killed the princes in the tower. Am I getting this correct? So where was I? Where is this clip? I'm, now you're going, we're going all over. Oh, why did I shut that page? Shit. Sorry, guys. That was something I wanted to show you. It was one of Twitler's. Oh, here it is, CNN. And that's, and that's why, why I spoke out against, against it, it a long, long time, time ago. ago. I spoke out against it. Well, why don't you use your bully pulpit to explain what it means? Because defunding the police, uh, these measures that were on local ballots actually passed. So why don't you explain it? What we're talking about, oh, yes, it's an unfortunate term, defund the police. And I'm sorry it caught on, but I'm here to tell you we're refunding community policing. That's it. Let's change the conversation. Reframe the paradigm or whatever, however you say it. Reclaim the paradigm from these fascists. Instead, he's giving them another gift by dividing and conquer his own party. And this, um, this whole Kingmaker vibe is really getting on my nerves, man. I don't know. Let's keep going. I've always said, said that these, these headlines, headlines can kill a political effort. Then there's Senator... These headlines can kill a political whatever the hell. I couldn't catch the last word. These headlines can kill, especially when you have somebody like the old guard in the DLC Democratic Party that doesn't want to do the work to explain or to... They're not on the same page. This is the bottom line. They don't think there's a problem with the, f I mean, maybe they'll say it, that the American people are living check to check. Uh, but wh why? Why are you, why? Why do you think that is? Is that because the American people all of a sudden stuck? Our productivity is at record highs and corporations are reaping record profits, but the American people suck. Is that it? We're stupid, late. Well, I guess we are stupid because we allow them to get away with it. And I mean the big moneyed interests who own the government, who buy the politicians, who also have 
um, interlocking or inter whatever they call it. The, the, their boards of directors include many of the same cast of characters. So they might sit on the board of a weapons manufacturer and they'll sit on the board of a big media conglomerate. So it's all intertwined. And if we had a media <laughs> that had an interest in, I don't know, more than just the horse race, we, would, we wouldn't have to deal with this shit. Oh, they, they cry their crocodile tears that Americans are on food lines. But do they do... Have you heard anything about what's going on in other countries? In England, for example, we talked about it on the show before. They, they don't have food lines going on like we have here. Or they don't have them in Canada. They don't have them in New Zealand or Australia or any other place but here. Because... We have a fascist takeover happening as we speak that's dismantling democracy. And also, the way that it's been set up, they have no interest. They don't give a shit. In fact, if you're suffering, the better. It's better for business, booby, if you're desperate. It's not about putting helping you keep a roof over your head. They, not, they want you nice and desperate. In every other country, they have a hand... You, you know why we have the 250,000 dead? Because of Twitler, of course, and his lies. But also because the filthy, disgusting fascist known as Mitch McConnell, who well, d- d- did nothing to help the American people, let them die on the vine. Oh, well, good. You're desperate. Go take a job. Go get out. Open, liberate Michigan or whatever. I don't know. In other countries, in England, for example, the government picked up the salaries of those they told to stay home. So we're going to shut down because we have this, this, this pandemic and we don't want to be like the disgusting disgraces who squat in the White House of America, despite receiving fewer votes. So we'll, instead of pushing people onto the unemployment rolls, we will pick up the payrolls. And that's what they did in England. So your job now is to stay home while we contain this pandemic we find out who's sick. All we, had to do, all we had to do was stay home for two weeks. You understand? That's it. Because the virus would have nowhere to go. That's the whole point. You stay home. You lock down for two weeks. The, instead of all the bankruptcies and businesses not able to stay home. Because who's going to pay for the, the rent? Who's going to pay the, the employees? No wonder there's so much anxiety and resistance. But that's because they want it that way. That's Mitch McConnell wants it that way. The Republicans want it that way. They don't want you, what, sitting home thinking that government can do something? That we have a crisis 
like every other crisis that we faced as a nation. You know, these filthy, disgusting right-wingers who aren't patriots, they don't give a shit whether you live or die, whether their granny lives or dies or whatever. It's all about them, but that's besides the point. But all we had to do was stay home for two weeks, and then the virus wouldn't have anywhere to go. And we figure out if somebody's sick, they, they develop symptoms in those two weeks. That's why you quarantine for two weeks. So we contain it, and the government picks up the tabs of the businesses, and everybody, once the goddamn pandemic is under control, everybody goes back to normal. There's not boarded up businesses and food lines and uh, everything unraveling while goddamn Mitch McConnell spends every waking moment putting another unqualified goddamn fascist onto the bench. It's, it's happening, ladies and gentlemen, right before our eyes. This is how a republic dies. We're in the last days. I mean, it might even be over. Maybe in the future, when historians unravel this time, they'll look at the shows like this, and they'll say, well, they knew what was going on, but they didn't know that it was already past the point of no return. We won't have that perspective of time. But make no goddamn mistake. The, f- the right wing of this country, just like they were in the, in the, uh, in the revolution, who... St- the, the standing up, you know, when the progressives stood up to the king and the aristocracy and said, we don't need a stinking king and his undeserving heirs. What do you think the conservatives did? They said, oh, please, please, king, trickle on us. This is our natural lord. That's the um, the fascists of this country today, they're rolling us back. Not just past the uh, progressive era. They're going right to the goddamn revolution. It's the truth. Why do you think they undid the estate tax? That the, the, that That's the tax that prevents intergenerational aristocracy. They got rid of that. And then they celebrated. I saw Paul Ryan celebrate. He made a statement about how, how excited he was, finally, to be able to undo the estate tax. And nobody on corporate media said a goddamn thing about that the estate tax was commonly understood. A hundred years ago, when Teddy Roosevelt talked about the bloated fortune and the estate tax, how... The estate tax was a patriotic tax to, that prevented an aristocracy from developing that, would, that could rise up and become more powerful than the state, like the system the founders rebelled against. It was commonly understood as a patriotic tax, but when they undid the estate tax, all, all that CNN and the rest of the so-called liberal media did was 
they would play the clip of Paul Ryan patting himself on the back, but no one put it in context or explained, what the hell is an estate tax? Oh, and the Republicans sure are happy they undid the estate tax. What's the estate tax? All the idiots, the Trump Banzees, formerly known as T-Tards, all they understood was that, oh, it's a death tax. No, did anybody ever explain to them on the corporate media what the hell the estate tax was or is? No. This is what we're up against, guys. Let's continue with this. Joe Joe Manchin, he tweeted this. Defund the police, defund my butt. Oh, my God. Defund my butt. Shut your up. Oh, my God. Defund my butt. Defund my butt. What are you, two? Defund my butt. We went through this already. Another thing. Because, what are you talking Yeah, he loves socialism. Def- what? Here's Manchin. He loves crazy socialist ideas. Like giving his welfare queen of his state every, uh, for every dollar they put in, he gets $2 back. What a, that's a cushy deal. They love socialism just fine, guys. I'm a proud West Virginia Democrat. We are the party of working men and women. We want to protect Americans' jobs and health care. We do not have some crazy socialist agenda, and we do not believe in defunding the police. Manchin drew the ire of Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who tweeted a visual response. It was this photo of her throwing apparent shade on Manchin during a State of the Union address. Of course, should Democrats win both Georgia Senate runoffs on January 5th, it could be Manchin, who will be a swing voter and a deciding vote in a 50-50 split between Democrats and Republicans, Manchin is already on record opposing any expansion of the Supreme Court or in ending the filibuster. Anything in that statement? Um, does anything in that what he was going on about? Does anything in there advance the cause of the working class of this country? No. Does it even educate the working class about their plight? That it's, no, honey, no, dum-dums, not you. I'm talking to Newton Hoff and the rest of the right-wing fascists. I know, I repeat myself. It's not um, the, I don't know, defunding the police. That's not your problem. Because that's not going to happen, okay? It's in, in no world that we live in, will they, will we be defunding the police? It's not going to happen. But, of course, the fascists have to beat that drum, beat that drum, because there are a lot of stupids out there. They know it's, it tr- tickles the, the very large amygdalas in the right-wing fascist mind. The fear centers for the dum-dums, for the Newton Huffs. And... They understand that, oh, they need the police to save them from the scary black people who don't know their place. But no one's defunding the police. It's not happening. And that's not even what we were talking about, what anybody's talking about. We're talking about returning 
We're having, um, you know, officer friendly on the goddamn corner. Taking away the militarized police force. That's it. That's what we are talking about. And I'm so sick of it. Thanks, thankfully, I mean, you guys for supporting the show and shows like it. Because otherwise, why, why do we have to explain this all the time? They don't, they're not explaining it on the corporate media, that's for sure. What are we talking about, defund the... I wish they would shut the F up about this defund the police. It's not happening. Nobody talks more about defunding the police than those who are making goddamn political points on defunding the police. Or saying it. What world? What world? Tell me. Is the, are the police going to be defunded? Is, really? That's never what we were talking about. All we were talking about is, mil, is removing the militarized police force. Returning a community police force. Funding the community police. That actually works. That enhances a community, as the studies and the statistics show. So having the police officers who um, patrol the streets be members of the community, that's what we're talking about. And I'm asking you guys... Am I, maybe I, I haven't seen it, but show me where. Do you see the defunding the police, um, the whole frame? How, I don't hear it on the left as much as I do on the corporate media and the right, of course. Because here's the thing. We have to stop. We, first of all, we have to understand that... A lot of there are a lot of stupid people in this country. Look at look at all the idiots who voted for Twitter, even though there are less of them. There are, there are always less of them. We're on the right side of history. We're in the majority. We always have been. The normal people are in the majority. That's why the arc of history bends towards justice. It might be long, but it bends towards justice. It doesn't always, but it always it doesn't always bend in a linear fashion, one step forward, two steps back. That is part of history's trajectory. But we're all, we have been on the right side of history, and we're in the majority. This is what happens. They will constantly, the right-wingers have always been dragged kicking and screaming into, into the present. From the time, I mean, what do you think was going on in the in the colonial days when the um, the founders stood up against the king? There were the the Newton Huffs of the world were crying, you know, about our natural sovereign lord. That's for sure. They weren't all about uh, you know America freedom so oh god should i keep playing this video let's see meanwhile the four progressive freshmen known as the squad who'd been targeted by conservatives they all won re-election 
Our sisterhood is resilient, tweeted Ilhan Omar. And in an election post-mortem in the New York Times, AOC remained resolute, saying candidates who'd lost had made themselves, quote, sitting ducks by not, for instance, running savvy online campaigns or accepting her help. And then she added this, progressive policies do not hurt candidates. Every single candidate that co-sponsored Medicare for All in a swing district kept their seat. We also know that co-sponsoring the Green New Deal was not a sinker. Mike Levin was an original co-sponsor of the legislation. He kept his seat. So while they're praising Joe Biden's choice of Ron Klain for chief of staff, will the progressives go along with, say, Biden's rumored pick of a moderate Republican for his cabinet? Will they, for instance, push to reconfigure the Supreme Court? Oh, my God. If he picks a Republican, and you know we will, we got, we got a problem. We got an effing problem. This is the same party. Let's not forget that what we're up against, okay? The, the fucking Republic, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to curse, I know. A quarter of a million dead, and these scums made that scumbag. Not only did they make him their standard bearer, they voted for him again. And we're in the shit because of them. They're going to put a Republican, a moderate Republican. What's a moderate Republican? When we're, uh, wherever we look, they are on the wrong side of not just history, but the human race. They're on the wrong side of human DNA, these freaks. They're on the wrong side of life on the planet. And... If he puts one on his goddamn cabinet, they tell me I'm wrong that I've been saying this for how long? No one works harder than the, than the goddamn Democrats rehabbing the filthy, disgusting Republican Party who brought us here. All, everything we, everything we are suffering right now on the wrong side of uh, Reaganomics can be traced to their door. And everything that we're suffering can also be, be blamed on the, on the, on the right-wing Democrats that adopted the mantle of Reaganomics. They kicked us in the, in the goddamn groin. And then the, the, the DLC Democrats turned around and kicked us in the ass. That's it. Not, Not compromise, compromise on divisive, divisive issues, issues like, like the Green, Green New, New Deal. Deal. Can Can what is so goddamn divisive about sustaining an, a habitable planet? Am I saying that correctly? Uh, here's another thing, guys. This is... Another example, right here, propaganda. What's divisive about the Green New Deal? Somebody, will he please, um, you know, detail what the divisiveness is? It's like they, this is what we're, we're saying here, to point it out. How they lay this shit out there like it's common knowledge. What is divisive about the Green New Deal? Pouring money into renewable energy? 
that has to happen, you fucking morons. We're on the precipice, in case you haven't noticed. And every, you know, these fiscal, fiscal responsibility, every dollar that they don't spend on bringing us into the future is three dollars we're going to spend cleaning it up if we make it that long. It's not that hard, but these old fuckers can't seem to let go. I don't know. Enough is enough. They, I mean, these, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, calm down, calm down. But I'm pointing it out yet again. I can't help it because I I have a degree in communications. (laughs) It's like a curse. It really is. Sometimes I do, you know, I like to tune out. I like watching, you guys know, I watch, when I watch television, when I watch something on television, I like to just tune the F out. But I don't watch, like, you know, something stupid, like, uh, I don't know, Kardashians or whatever. I'll watch something like a historical, I don't know, I I liked Game of Thrones, even though that's not, I know that's not history, you know what I mean. But why am I bringing that up? There was a point to that. Oh, well, whatever. But um, as, but I do watch a lot of corporate media. Only because... I mean, I have, I've, been, I've been watching media, I have to say, actively. I guess that's why I brought that up, what I watch. Because when I watch a television show that... Like when I've had enough of my own life and I want somebody to distract me from my life with their life, and I could just forget, then I do that actively. <laughs> but when I'm watching the media, when, when I'm watching CNN or whatever, whatever it might be, MSNBC, the corporate media, the news media especially, I, I'm watching it with not, you know, not in the way I would watch the goddamn crown or something. Actively. And listening to the messages. And that probably comes as a byproduct of having to write, um, you know, 50-page papers on media, whatever the hell. I mean, this is the truth. It's part of going to grad school for communications. But you know what I'm saying. And I'm encouraging everybody else to do the same. This is unacceptable. It really is. This is not news, what they're doing. What is divisive? It, it drives me insane. What is divisive about the Green New Deal? Explain it. You could say that. It's sort of like if you're writing an article in the New York Times or whatever. If, you're write, if you are a journalist and you're writing an article, show your work. That's what they say. Whenever you write, you know, even when, when I'm writing, when I had to write papers in college... Show your work. You can't just say something. You couldn't just sit there and write um, a, a, a paper, a scholarly paper, and say the divisive Green New Deal without showing your work. What do you mean divisive? What is divisive about it? Where is, where's your references? Why? How, how can you say it's divisive? That's how you know this is an agenda they have. The agenda, and it's not 
it's not for the American way. And, and my definition of the American way, our, I mean, the progressive definition, where we leave no one behind, where we understand that it's not, you, can't, you can't have democracy and concentrated wealth at the same time. That's not, this is not democracy. And so when you, he sits there, and whatever, you know, same thing we were saying in um, whatever, the other show, whenever that was, crazy socialist idea. I'm for working people. Defund the police. Really got a, got everybody's gumption up and the divisive Green New Deal. This is, it's nothing but being indoctrinated into a way of thinking. Where you ask anybody, who, let's go down, let's take a man on the street approach and go ask somebody. Oh, oh hey, oh, let's ask, especially a foe, a Fox News victim. Imagine, ask a Fox News victim what the Green New Deal is. What's in it? What, do the, what don't they like about it? What's so, what gets their ire up? There's... Oh, it's billions, it's a hundred trillion, billion, zillion, they don't know shit from fucking their ass, these idiots. They don't know anything. They don't, the, the, the same Trump and Z's who have their balls in a bunch over 50 trillion, billion, whatever the hell the Green New Deal is supposed to cost, are those same ones that say shit about the fact that we live in a country that is the least upwardly, upwardly mobile, where the rich get richer and the working class are now the working poor. They don't, they, how about all the trillions that Twitler added to the deficit they supposedly give a shit about so he can funnel more money into his own pockets and the pockets of the pals that he wants so badly to respect him. They don't say shit about that, though, right? So they, don't, they never say... They, same thing what they do with uh, Medicare for All. Even though a, more, a recent study, yet again, another study just came out another survey of Americans, all Americans, normal people, Republicans, the whole bunch, normal people and Republicans, not, you know what I mean. And over 70% of the American people are for Medicare for all, universal health care, like the rest of the goddamn world. I guess we're up to our goddamn foreheads with um, needlessly dying so a uh, an insurance racketeer can retire with a what was that? 1.2 billion dollar bonus like the um, CEO of United Healthcare, Bill McGuire maybe we're sick of that shit but they always say, oh, Medicare for all, whatever. Oh, it's so much money. It's going to cost 50 trillion, billion, zillion, bing, bing. 
how about the cost? But they'll, they'll never tell you the cost of what it will cost if we don't do it. What's the cost of not implementing the Green New Deal? It's a lot harder, a lot higher, I should say, than implementing it. In fact, the Green New Deal is like the New Deal. It's a pretty damn good job creator. And you don't have to needlessly die in a goddamn coal mine or something, breathing in you know, black lung like your daddy and your grandpappy and your daddy before that. Fucking... Ugh. Let me rewind this a little bit. We also, we also know, know that co-sponsoring the Green New Deal was not a sinker. Mike Levin was an original co-sponsor of the legislation. He kept his seat. So while they're praising Joe Biden's choice of Ron Klain for chief of staff, will the progressives go along with, say, Biden's rumored pick of a moderate Republican for his cabinet? Will they, for instance, push to reconfigure the Supreme Court? not compromise on divisive issues like the Green New Deal. Can Joe Biden please them? Again. Come here, Tara Jr. Jr. Come here, honey. Come on, honey. Come on. You coming? What are you doing? Everybody wants to see you. Come on. Come on. Everybody. Tara Jr. Jr. Tara Jr. Jr. is here. Hello, honey. You sleepy? You were sleeping? <laughs> God, honey, you're hot. Where were you laying on the radiator? All right, sit down, kid. You're bothering me. <sighs> All right, I need to breathe. I need my emotional support, cat. Divisive issues like the Green New Deal. What's divisive? I keep asking these people, too. Here's the other thing. Wait. The one bad thing about Tara Jr. Jr. joining us is that he sits on the keyboard. It's hard to get to the keyboard. The thing that irritates me about everything... Oh, what was I saying? Oh, I lost my train of thought. Is that they... You know, nobody ever explains it. That's your telltale sign right there. I'm telling you right now, that's how you know you're watching propaganda and not news. This guy, and all day, all goddamn day, round and round we go, circle jerk of nothing, misinformation. It's not, what is it? Is it information? Do you come away more informed? knowing that um, the divisive Green New Deal and somebody defund the police. Ask anybody. Let me ask. Let's go on to, let's ask Newton Huff. What's in the Green New Deal that you hate so much? What is it? They couldn't name a single thing. Oh, without looking it up, I'm sure. What's so, I, I, if you loathe it so much, you must know a lot about it. <laughs> I would assume, no, but they don't, because we're a village of idiots, and we have a lot of idiots here, but you don't, and here's the other thing why um, Joe Biden makes me concerned, um, we don't really need to 
build up the Republican Party? Really? Is this what we're doing? That's how you bring people together? He wants to bring people together. You know how you bring people together? You, you fight on the right side of history. You don't placate the Nazis and the fascists and the freaks and the scumbags who hate this country. Who will, they, oh, oh, yeah, they hate this country. See, when I say that the Republicans hate this country, I don't just throw that shit out there. We have the examples. When, when your fellow Americans who were born or living on the wrong side of Reaganomics get caught in this goddamn pandemic that the, the filthy, disgusting con man squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes allowed into the country and then proceeded to ravage, allow to ravage this country thanks to his lies and divisiveness, when that, when, when the right wing, when the Republican Party that you love so much, uh, you're, you're trying to re- rehabilitate so much. With that party spends its time, instead of helping the two, well, the family, how about, how about um, the families of those who, you know, had to go to work instead of stay home when they're sick and thereby spreading covid to anybody else they count, um, came in contact with because we don't have universal health care and we don't have universal sick leave like every other goddamn country. So, of course you hate this country, but you go... I mean, I'm talking about Mitch McConnell and the Republicans. So when you see your fellow Americans needlessly dying and your standard bearer doing all he can to lie to the American people about how the dangers and the deadliness of this virus and doing all he can to downplay the virus. Oh, I thought this, I thought everything was going to be gone by Easter. Remember? He likes Easter. It's just a good day to get back to business, get back to church Easter Sunday. Remember Easter That's the part, and you, you, as Mitch McConnell, who has, you know, he's the leader of the Senate, he gets to put bills forward, or the bills that come from the House, he either gets to pocket them, or bring them up for a vote. And instead of doing his job while, you know, trying to help the American people, who they've left on the breadlines, but that's what Republicans do. They leave you every time. They leave you on the breadlines. They'll leave you on the battlefield. They will cut and run every time. They leave you in sickness and despondency. They leave you in ignorance. Look at their look at the idiots who follow them. They leave them in mental illness and anxiety. This is another reason why they hate this country and they hate America and they hate the people that they pretend to represent. Because if you hate somebody, I mean, if you love someone who's someone who is mentally unstable, 
you don't spend all your time tickling that instability. And it, because we only have a little blip of time to share together on this, this dead, with this dying planet. Well, we'll, we'll be dying. The planet will be fine. It'll go on without us. But <clears throat> we only have, you know, this little blip of time together. What was I saying? Anyway, whatever. If you're, you, you spend your time, you know that the people like Newton Huff are stupid enough to keep repeating your propaganda and thereby go out, going out there and agitating all of the idiots who are now running around without masks, thinking that um, their con man had an election stolen from them, him salving the, the poor, fragile ego of a con man. And um, you don't, and he does nothing. He does nothing to eliminate anybody, their anxiety. In fact, they trigger the anxiety. They, they pour, as you know, uh, Henry Wallace said, they exploit every fissure of disunity, every crack in the common front against fascism. He put it so, let me see, here it is. Hold on a second. But that's how you know they hate this country and they hate the people they pretend to represent because they don't give a shit that they're spending their limited lifespan running around insane like a bunch of morons where they, they could simply be going about their business. You know, having a nice time with their families. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying if if not for this Republican so-called leadership. They don't want to... Oh, they're upset about Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving's going to suck this year. Well, they'll still have Thanksgiving. The Republicans will meet because they don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves, and they'll kill their families. I don't have a problem with that, if you really want to know. My problem is when these waste of human DNA go out onto, into the normal people of society, when they encounter normal people and they infect them with, their, uh, with the coronavirus. Because they, they don't infect them with, well, you do get infected with their stupidity. I don't get infected by it, so it's, it's a different kind of infected. It doesn't infect my brain because I'm not an easily led dupe of a tax-cheating, draft-dodging dictator and being con man and his entire party of enablers, fascists, freaks, sycophants, greed-centered ghouls, ghosts of the Gilded Age. I, I'm not that easily, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not susceptible to that kind of influence. But they, having to share the same air and the same space with the morons who are out there screaming and yelling and acting, acting a fool and embarrassing the entire country and 
dragging us down, they, they affect me that way because I'm sick of sharing the same air with the idiots. And here's where Joe Biden gets on my nerves. Instead of enabling them, he's another enabler. You get it? He should be the, uh, the caller-outer-in-chiefer. Everything's in chief with these fuckers. You know, the consoler-in-chief. Shut the fuck up. We want us to... Oh, he should be the consoler-in-chief. Or the whatever-in-chief. Everything's in chief. F-U-in-chief. How about the F-U-in-chief? But instead of being the um, adult-in-chief and calling these people out for what they are, they made this bed. They did this to themselves. Let the party of personal responsibility take some fucking responsibility for themselves. I feel some cursing coming on. But instead of letting them take some responsibility for themselves, he's, he's enabling them just as much as Mitch McConnell enables Twitler. By solving that, by pretending that this is a legitimate party that has something to offer the country. What do they have? Tell me, what do the Republicans offer America? I'll wait. I'm interested to know. <clears throat> Newton? Anybody? 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 Oh my God, Newton Huff. People on the chat, on Facebook, every, every time I have a show, this fucking Newton Huff is uh, annoying everybody. Maybe, I don't know, I'm torn. People on the chat, on the Facebook chat, we should do a vote. Can I make a poll? Can we get rid, should I get rid of Newton Huff? Should we finally cut the cord? Or, I don't know. Let me see. I keep asking this question. I'm, because I'm so tempted to. Right? Because is it really, does he really offer anything? Is he adding to the conversation somehow? Or is he just being an annoying fascist? Dum-dum. Stupid. The stupids. Let me see. I'm trying to find, you know what's so annoying? I can only see it on Facebook. Let me see. Come on, people. Give me a second, guys. Mm-mm-mm. Everybody. We can all sing for a second. <clears throat> Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Back street, back. All right. Let's see. I'm, uh, I'm going to review Newton Huff's comments right now. See, 
all fake news, okay? Because you're a liberal, cities do you have liberal policies which destroy people's lives. Please leave the country with your stupid ideas. Oh, God. Yeah, I think I'm done. Okay. Bye-bye. We're going to mute him. Bye-bye. I'll just mute you for now. All right. With your stupid idea. Well, you mean the stupid ideas like the United States? Yeah. It was real stupid to stand up to a king in an intergenerational aristocracy. Right, Newton? When you can have someone like Twitler save you from the scary world of black people who don't know their place. All right. I wanted to say before I continue, should I continue? My God. Thank you for your super chats, my friends. Jim, thank you for your super chat. And thank you, River, for your super chat. Yeah, we, we can do, yeah, that's all I can say, is thank you to those two people. And what else I want to say? We got another patron. Who? Somebody became a patron. Oh, yes, Valkyrie. Isha, Ishaya, Ish, I'm sure I'm butchering your name. I apologize. Ishaya, 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 Valkyrie Ishaya. What a great name, Valkyrie. Cool, Ishaya. Sounds like a very interesting, like an author or something. Thank you so much. For becoming a patron, Valkyrie Ishaya. Sponsoring tonight's show is Valkyrie. Oh, my God. My ass hurts from sitting in this chair. I got to tell you, this sucks. One of the consequences of the pandemic is I got to get out of this house. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Now it's going to be cold out there. I don't get enough exercise. It's a problem. I have to get out there. I got to force myself because <clears throat> I used to ride my bike everywhere and I would, I'd exercise every single goddamn day that way. Now I'm sitting in the house going 10 feet, going from my bed to the computer, to my bed, to the computer, to the kitchen. It's not good. All right. Yes, I know. Greg says, Tara tricked me being on so late tonight. Well, I had to make a decision. Should I not do a show? Or just say, F it and come on a little late. So that's what I did. I said, yeah. The guys, my friends, my fans, my peeps, my OG Tara Busters need a a show. I have to keep communicating with, with the world. We have to get this message out. 
All right. So what was I wanted? I wanted to talk about a few things, not just that. I keep, I'm sorry, I'm harping on the same thing. It feels like all the time. But it keeps happening. That's why. It happens every single day when you watch corporate media. It's incessant. So therefore, we have to incessantly call it out. But there's other things. One of the things I really says it all, frankly. Oh, first of all, I'm glad that Twitler isn't leaving the White House right now, except for the fact that he will kill more Americans. That's what's going on. I am glad he's doing exactly what he's been doing. He sucks. He's never done a job. On the on corporate media, they keep saying how the the um, there's no one driving this boat or whatever. He's asleep at the wheel. What do you think has been going on for four years? He hasn't done shit. He's a con man. Oh, he's he hasn't done a goddamn thing. It's nothing is more emblematic of this than Mike Pence taking credit for a vaccine coming down the pike that they had nothing to do with. So Twitler signed um, a budget. This is what they fucking do. Every president would do that. Giving money to, uh, to a private corporation to, for this vaccine. And they named it Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, of course everyone is pouring their energy into this pandemic because it's goddamn sweeping the nation, I mean, the globe. He didn't do shit. It's not like he was on the phone or in there doing anything that would help this goddamn country. He was a hindrance. And in fact, if anything, the only thing he did was help our fellow Americans, uh, 250,000 of our fellow, fellow Americans, to their early graves. Mike Pence, wait, hold on, Mike Pence took credit. But this is what they do. It's like, they, t- here, here, let me, let me see if I can open this up. Mike Pence falsely takes credit for Pfizer vaccine and is promptly told to F off. This is from Vanity Fair. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Let's get to the bottom of it. Um, this is an article written by Bess Levin. So you've probably heard right, right by now, over the weekend, Trump was projected as having lost, blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay. In part due to his disgraceful response to the COVID-19 pandemic, wherein he effectively just let the virus spiral out of control. Of course he did. Because that's all he can do. He doesn't know what to do. He's not a leader. He's a con man, a carnival barker. How many times we have to say, and he's surrounded by lick spittles who don't, who are as much of a carnival. I mean, Mike Pence is also a carnival barker. He got his start in right-wing fascist radio. That's it. 
they know how to manipulate the dum-dums like Newton Huff. Easily lead the dum-dums. Because they're already easily led. They're already cowards and racists. They're intellectually incurious. They're stupid. And they're ill-informed. So... And they're, I mean, stupid, ill-informed, racist, cowardly. Uh, it's all mixed up together. Not a grasp of history or reality. They think that America, they're patriotic because they don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves. That's their American right. Okay, yeah, that's your right. But this is a community. That's what it means to be an American. What is it? What is America? What was the whole, what's the whole grand experiment in liberal democracy? Oh yeah, that's what the fucking founders called it. In fact, George Washington said that he hoped that America would be a for, foremost liberal nation on earth. You know, progressive, not a bunch of old crackers pining or, or tr- trying to pine for billionaires to trickle on them and hoping that everybody gets in their place because they're too scared and s- stupid. They don't want to share the world with anybody who has darker pigment. I mean, it's the stupidest thing. Is it Ray or Ray, Jim asks? It's Ray, R-A-Y, Ray. Like Ray of Sunshine. Because Ray is a ray of sunshine. That's how I named him that. You know why. <clears throat> well, he's, he is a black cat, all black, like a little panther. And I named him Ray. It was not, it's not me that named him. This is what I need to get across. That was his name. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. I couldn't help it. His name was Ray. I knew it. I couldn't help it. It was he was a he was Ray. No, he was he was a street cat. It's not like I got him from somebody who called him Ray. When I was driving with him, he was in the cage, the trap that we trapped him. So bringing him home, I j- was thinking of his name is Ray. It's sort of like what Michelangelo, what he was, he wasn't, he didn't create David. He was freeing him from the stone. That's how I feel with Ray. That's his name. It was his name. He told me his name was Ray. And it meant Ray of Sunshine because he, he had such a sunny disposition. And also, his life was turning... He was turning over a new day. It was a new day for Ray. His life... His new day had begun. Okay. And he sure is a good cat. Ray, where are you? You've been summoned. Ray, Ray. Ray, Ray. He's very cute. You know, he... So, he talks a lot, but in a way that I haven't experienced before with a cat. He's like, oh, 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 
That's how he talks. So, all right. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice again. Does this show suck? I don't know. Don't, don't answer that, Newton. <laughs> I keep looking at myself and I can't stand it. It's like, what happened? Okay. Taking a break, a break from tweeting clips about the election, election fraud, that were immediately flagged for spreading false information, a.k.a. the only kind of information he spreads, Trump tweeted, Stock market up big. Vaccine coming soon. Report 90% effective. Such great news. Later, Mike Pence took something, uh, took it a few steps further. Huge news. Thanks to the public-private partnership forged by President Real Donald Trump. Pfizer announced its coronavirus vaccine trial is effective, preventing infection in 90% of its volunteers. And because virtually everything out of this administration's collective mouth is a lie, and it doesn't matter to Newton Huff, because he's a stupid and an entire cottage industry of fact-checking has, n has necessarily cropped up around it. Pence's statement was immediately debunked. Oh, not by the liberal media, known as Tara Buster, or Tara Buster with Tara Devlin, but by Pfizer itself. Speaking to the New York Times, Dr. Katherine Jensen, a senior vice president and head of the vaccine research and development at the company, said, we were never part of warp speed. Okay. Referring to the government's effort to rapidly develop a vaccine. We have never taken any money from the U.S. government. As the Washington Post notes, back in July, the drug maker agreed to partner with the government to distribute a vaccine, leveraging, quote-unquote, what would be a massive, complicated effort run by the federal government to ensure that as many people as possible can be immunized. But the actual developmental efforts had nothing to do with the Trump administration. This is what scum suckers they are. They're like... He, well, Twitler, he's like, the, he's like the rooster who took credit for the sun coming up. Of course, Trump and company aren't one for details and facts, so they'll presumably be deploying people to take credit for a breakthrough, breakthroughs throughout the week. If we were betting people, which we are, which we, <laughs> we probably would put a significant amount of money on first son-in-law Jared Kushner appearing on TV to call Pfizer's success a testament to Donald Trump. Everything that happens is a testament to Donald Trump, except that when it doesn't go his way, then it's because Joe Biden is holding down the stock market or something. Because he's not, you know, remember that? He said that the stock market was down because Joe Biden was holding it back when he's not even in office. Oh, and thank you again, J uh, Ray. <laughs> Jim, for your super chat, when you asked that question, is it Ray or Ray? 
I forgot to point that out. For the pausely, measly, Paul, for not many people are super chatting tonight. That's all I have to say. I'm taking it personally. I'm okay. It'll be fine. My mind, this is why I have to do the show every single day. We need a show at a set time every day for my own, well, I don't know. I start, I get very negative, critical, critical thinking of myself. I'm only human, unfortunately. Right? Human. Ugh, so overrated. But I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing because... Oh, here's Ivanka now. She tweeted as well. Thanks to the tireless work of Operation... Oh, no, wait. That's not how she talks. Thanks to the tireless... She's got this bullshit, fake-ass, whispery... Like, <laughs> like she's always... Um, She's like a hooker. She's got a, not a hooker. She, um, she's like, I don't know, like a geisha. Some kind of, she has to be very pleasing to daddy. I've written a letter to daddy. Thanks to the tireless work of Operation Warp Speed. And the partnership. I'm giving her an, an accent. <clears throat> it's that Daddy doesn't like that accent, so it wouldn't go like that. It struck with Pfizer. Oh, my God. The lies. They don't have any shame. Well, these are people that told Americans to piss in a cup and to send it with whatever, send it to Trump Network Vitamin Headquarters and they'll send you back a bunch of vitamins that were bullshit. God, this is a sucker born every minute. And Trump and Z's, you know, they got the cornered market on suckers. That's how much they hate this country, you understand? And they hate the American people. You're nothing to them. You are a... You're paras- they're, they're parasites, and you're the host from which to suck profit. The thing that's so pathetic about the, the fascists, the right-wing, the trump Nazis, is that they're like, oh, yes, please, suck on me. I want to be a, a pustule for you to suck on. Go right ahead, suck on me. <clears throat> Thanks to the tireless work of Operation Warp Speed and the partnership, it struck with Pfizer, which never happened. <clears throat> These grifters. Doesn't this count for anything? If I misrepresented, I remember I was working, I used to work for Food Network. You know, I do TV work, right? And they were, they hired somebody, you know, they had a big process of hiring this creative director. And it was like days before he was going to start. And all of a sudden, boom, they pulled the plug because he had lied on his resume. And they, I guess it finally, I don't know why they didn't figure this out sooner, but he lied and said that he had graduated 
from some university. I don't remember quite where. But he didn't graduate. He was like three credits away from graduating. And I guess he just, he never finished. But he was putting it down on his resume. And he put it down. I mean, this is a guy with a lot of background and, you know, he's talented and all that. But he lied. So they they didn't hire him, even though he had everything. He had the experience. He had the talent. <clears throat> he had the work to back it up. But he had lied on his resume. He didn't quite finish. And you could say that, hey, it's only three credits. Of course. He probably justified that himself. Eh, it's only three credits. I was just going to say I graduated. But... For little people like us, for the working class, there are consequences to our actions. There doesn't seem to be consequences to the lies of the Trump crime family or the Republican crime family, the whole crime syndicate. They lie. They can lie all day. But as long as they tickle the racist funny bones of the dupes who cheer them, they get away with it. Imagine if um, Obama, this is how you know they're so full of shit. All you got to do is play the what if Obama game. Or what if Hillary? Let's play that game. What if Hillary, what if, well, whatever. What if Obama, what if Obama took credit for something, for a public-private partnership that didn't exist, that never happened. And then the company itself, the the company, what would the company um, benefit by lying? Are they a bunch of liberals who just want to lie about our dim, our glorious dim leader? So goddamn stupid these people are, these Trump anzies. What if that happened? So Obama lied and said, hey, we, we partnered with Pfizer for this great vaccine. Thank, thank you, everyone. I'll take a bow. And then Melania, oh, not Melania, uh, Malia got on Twitter and said, thanks to the tireless work of my dad. And the partnership he struck with Pfizer, you dumb sheeples are all going to get a vaccine and not going to die like the rest of those dumb dumbs who died and didn't have socialized medicine in Walter Reed Hospital, like my daddy. What would they do? How would they eviscerate the Obama family? But that wouldn't happen. You understand the Obamas don't behave like that because they have class. They're not a bunch of liars. That's for sure. Not like these fuckers. Show me. Show me where Obama does did anything or any of the family. They have to... Oh, I, I, there was some video of Mal- Malia at a concert dancing and smoking pot or something. I, this was years ago. Oh, these right-wingers... The, the scolds came out of the woodwork. But then they say nothing when, let's say, the Palin family 
has a the entire Sarah Palin family goes to somebody's house uninvited and gets into a fist fight. <laughs> the whole family drunk, crying, it, pulling up in a white stretch limo because they're trash. You understand? That is the trashiest, the trashiest thing you could arrive in. Is, is a rented white stretch limo. Because who the hell owns a white stretch limo? Nobody. It's always a rental. But imagine. Well, I'm sure that Ivanka thinks it's very fancy to ride around in a white stretch limo because she's uh, the princess. She's Princess Grifter. She thinks she's Princess Di. Just like Princess Di, they try. They did. Tr- they try. We we talked about it the other day. They are trying to kind of make her like Princess Di, where, yeah, you know how Princess Di had uh, worked tirelessly for uh, for patents in China, for her own personal patents in China. You know, she, her causes. Unreal. Operation Warps. And they have no shame. They could say this. Operation Warp Speed and the pro- partnership it struck with Pfizer. And she just leaves it up there. She just puts it on her Twitter feed. And Pfizer comes out and says, What? No, 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 dum-dums. No grifters. You have nothing to do. Why don't I go out and tweet that? I might as well. I have just as much claim to it. Thanks to the tireless work of me, Tara Jr. Jr., Francis Jr. Jr., and Ray, we, we gave you a vaccine. You're welcome. A public, a public-private partnership, a Tarabuster partnership with Pfizer. We've, we've figured, hey, in order to get enough patrons, we want people to live. So we put all our energy into Operation uh, Warp Speed. And you're welcome, okay? You are... F- you, not not all of you. Just the normal people. And then Donald Trump tr- Jr. Traitor Todd, the f- the waste the biggest waste of human DNA. Yes, <laughs> haiku on the chat. We did it, Tara. We did it. I know. I was trying to be modest about it, really, but. You were like, go for it. Take your bow. You earned it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks to my tireless work on Operation Warp Speed. I've saved so many lives. Isn't that the greatest... Trader Todd says, the timing of this is uh, pretty amazing, right? 
Nothing nefarious about the timing of this. What? Everything is a... He's such a victim. Fuck him. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Somebody, please. Karma, where are you? Um, let me see. I have to look up this... This article. Where is karma to get Donald Trump Jr.? Yes. Okay. It reminds me. Please, something happened to... Something like this. Please, let something like this happen to Donald Trump Jr. This is an article from October 2019. Hunter killed by deer he thought he had just shot dead. That is the best story. That was a good news story. I remember I read that as a good news story because someone wrote and said that I needed to... (laughs) I needed to add some good news stories in the show. So that was the good news story we had that, that week. A hunter in the U.S., this was written in the BBC, but it, this made some news. A hunter in the U.S. state of Arkansas, Arkansas, has died after being gored by a deer he had just tried to kill. It was his time, I guess. Jesus was calling. Thomas Alexander, 66, was hunting near Ozark Mountains when he shot the buck and watched as it collapsed. Oh, he must have felt like a real man. Seeing the light, well, what he thought was the light go out of his eyes. Oh, isn't that wonderful? That's his American way to murder for no good reason. Well, he's just to have a trophy. That's it. You want a trophy. You wanted to feel good about himself by killing something. Killing is fun. Ain't it fun? I don't pay no attention that serial killers like killing animals, but it's okay. When we do it, it's called recreation killing, and that's just America. Assuming the animal was dead, Mr. Alexander went to check on the body, probably to dance on his carcass and laugh. At which point the deer stood back up and attacked him. Good. He managed to call his wife who rang the emergency services. Well, I mean, why wouldn't he uh, just take Responsibility and just be pull him up, pull myself up by my bootstraps. And who needs emergency services? That's socialism. But he was declared dead later in the hospital. Oh well, he saw Jesus quicker. That deer made him see Jesus. That's it. Keith Stevens from the Arkansas. Game and Fish Commission told local media that Mr. Alexander's death was one of the stranger things that he has seen in his 20-year career. Well, that must have been meant to be. I don't know how long he left the deer there, but he went up to check it. 
and make to make sure it was dead. He tried to make that deer dead, Mr. Stephen said, and evidently it wasn't dead. He also told the BBC that paramedics had tried to take him to the hospital in an air ambulance, but unfortunately, well, that's socialism. He was like, I can't get in there. I'm a real man out here killing for fun. I don't get in no socialist helicopters paid for by the socialism. But anyway, he didn't say that. They tried to take him to the hospital, but unfortunately he had stopped breathing. Oh. Well, that's going to happen to all of us one day. And maybe you should think. Not maybe he, he's got no... He's thinking for him is too late now. But the rest of us, or yous, or those, like a Newton Huff, I don't know how you spend your free time. But killing for fun, maybe that's not the best way. I know you're free to do it. That's what freedom is, too. Freedom means not doing shit. You know, that you can do, but you don't. That's actually, that's actually power. That's real power. Not doing things that you can do. Like the United States, real power means not having a military parade a la the likes of North Korea. That's real power. Because we don't need to show our shit off. We're not that desperate. We don't need to uh, walk around like that, you know? Because we are... Powerful and confident, which is also powerful and mature. Only little baby, tiny little dictators or con men with dictator envy want to have a North Korea-style military parade. When he had a chance, he could have been in a lot of parades. He could have been in the goddamn parade. He had... To find some Grifton doctor to give him bone spurs on a paperwork. He could have been in a parade. He could have went, eyes right. Mm -mm." You know. I did. Mm -mm -mm. Military bearing. He could have. He could have saluted. He could have had all those salutes. He could have saluted the flag. He could have went up for reverie and retreat. He could have had so much flags flying and saluting and walking in formation. Eyes right. Parade rest. He could have done that. That's why I don't understand this need to use everybody else like toys. Well, I do understand that. What am I talking about? We understand it. But that we let it continue, that, it allow, that we allowed it to go on for four years. And not just us. We, we, hey, if I had my way, he would have been impeached and thrown in jail. But the Republicans allowed it. They know what he did. 
He, there were, it wasn't just using taxpayer money to strong arm the um, Ukrainian president into announcing an investigation on a political rival. That was just the tip of the iceberg. That was just Tuesday. He doesn't know anything but being a criminal. In fact, you remember one of the things, there's a law in the United States. Where is this? Um, where, oh no, it's, there's so many crimes. You understand how hard it is to keep track of everything? But one of the stipulation I wanted the something in the in in a it's an international law that we are that's part of this country. I don't know what it's called. But it has to do with not bribing foreign leaders or foreign whatever. If you're trying to do something in in their country, it prevents corruption. Let me see. One of the first things that Twitler did, he, w- he tried to get rid of that law. It was just a clause in something. And I remember this. Twi- let me see. Trump. Let me see if I could find this. It never stops, you know. I, it never stopped. So, yes, well, not only he turn the entire White House... Oh, yeah, here it is. Right here. He turned the entire White House into a bribe factory, but Trump tried to kill anti-bribery rule he deemed unfair. Yes, that's what it was. I apologize. I don't. I can't remember everything. Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, which is sort of like uh, Trading with the Enemies Act that <clears throat> FDR find uh, George Bush's grandpappy. The so-called president asked administration officials to help kill the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, according to a new book. Well, this is not that news now. President Trump wanted to strike down a law that prohibits companies from bribing foreign officials, calling the ban so unfair because that's how he does business. He's not a businessman. He's a goddamn grifter. Who can do business if you can't bribe? Calling the ban so unfair to American companies. Because, you know, that's truth, justice in the American way. That's when our, our relatives fought, bled, and died for this country. Not any of Twitler's relatives or Twitler himself. We were around the world making the world safe for democracy, supposedly. That's what we were doing. Making the world safe for bribes. That's how when young people gave their lives and they're now laying, as we're sitting here talking, there are young men who never got to be 21. They never got to be 74, like the grifter have three trophy wives, you know. They never got to eat a beautiful, delicious chocolate cake again. Scum. Because they're dead, fighting. Fighting not so 
grifter-in-chief can corrupt this country so, so beyond recognition. The immorality of the filthy Republicans. This is the problem. 250,000 Americans dead in four months thanks to the party of life. And they love America. You see? It's so unfair to American companies if they can't bribe. We have a law. That's the law. You know, if you can't not bribe local officials in foreign countries, then maybe you shouldn't be representing the United States or, or calling yourself a goddamn American. Then you don't have a right to a corporation. Corporations are created. They're government constructions. And they should also be dissolved when they're not operating in the public interest. God. But it's so unfair. In the spring of 2017, Trump was at a briefing with Rex Tillerson, then Secretary of State, and aides in the Oval Office at the mention of of a bribery allegation. Mr. Trump perked up. Did somebody say bribe? Where's my cut? That's what he was perking up about. Bribe, bribe. Where's mine? Where's my bribe? Where's my cut? He got a bribe? I didn't get a bribe? You got a bribe? Did you get a bribe? I didn't get a bribe. Where's my bribe? Put it under my... Put it on the desk. Put it in an envelope. Where is my bribe? Call it a gift. Call it a present. A a wink and a nod between friends. Where's my bribe? Trump perked up and told Tillerson that he wanted his help in scrapping the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. That's okay. Imagine. What if Obama did that? Okay. Really. If these filthy Republicans had any honor, look at yourselves. Look at you. What you've done. Look what what you've done to this country. You are disgusting. You should be ashamed. Go sit down. And if you're not ashamed, you should go sit down and figure out where where is your damage? How did you get so damaged to be such a fucking unabashed hypocrite? to be so openly disgusting, vile. Different rules for different people. Do you even know what it it's what we're supposed to be doing here with a uh, constitutionally limited democratic republic? Do you even know what this is supposed to be? What America is supposed to be. Do you even know? No, you don't. So instead of going on Breitbart and acting a fool and open up your filthy racist mouths, 
and guzzling every shovel full of bullshit. They shove in your gullet. Learn something. Do something. Read a book. Get a freaking subscription to the great courses. Take the goddamn American history lessons. Educate yourselves. You're embarrassing yourselves. Uh, Worst of all, you're embarrassing us, the entire country. And worse of all, you're helping them destroy it. The Mitch McConnells of the world. The Lindsey Grahams of the world. Well, Lady Graham, as his male escorts call him. Come on up, Tara Jr. Come on. Come on. He's very cute. He taps me. Beep, beep. Can I come up? Oh, shite on a bike. Yep. Darth on the chat says, Republics never work. They don't. That's the truth. That's why Ben Franklin, a republic, if we can keep it. Well, we can only keep it if we actively try to keep it. But we've lost. We've cur- we have turned that corner. You can't keep a republic when we have bribes built right into the system. Legal bribes. Yes. Oh, my God. Where is Ray? Where is Ray, Tara Jr., Jr.? Sit down. Shit. Tara, you need to be... I don't know. He needs to be brushed. All right. I wanted to read some other things. So many things. That's why we need a daily show. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. What else? What else? What else? What else? Share the show with your friends. What else? What else? What else? Get ready to become a subscriber at Rockfin. I know it's so many things. So many things. Hey, we need more patrons. We need more viewers. We need... Oh, whatever. I don't care. At least you could say I tried. The day when, you know... Like, who's that guy from CNN that we were watching earlier? Smirkanish? What? What's his name? I don't even know. Smirk, is that his name? The one we were sh- we were watching earlier? That guy. That that whole 4-minute bullshit diatribe he went on had millions of views, millions of people watching that shit where he's saying Bullshit. Complete and other bullshit. The divisive Green New Deal. What's divisive? Nobody even knows what the fuck is in it because they don't explain what's in it. It's going to cost two trillion billion 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 billion
Help me. Help me, Obi-Wan. Come on, Obi. <laughs> can somebody help me? Can Obi-Wan, can Obi help me? Wait, hold on. Now you're sitting on the goddamn keyboard. I want to show you something that makes me want to puke. Um, let's see. Besides everything else. Here, 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 here. Oh, my God. Ivanka. She's a... She's a... She's another one. We have to watch these fuckers. You understand? Because Twitly will stroke out. And I'm hoping it's, it's soon. I can't wait. And his waste of human DNA children and his bitch daughter, including his bitch daughter, who thinks she's Lady Di or Princess Di. I mean, it's so offensive, these fuckers. It really is. But that's, that's their Princess Di. That's the Princess Di of grifters. Racists, charlatans, morons. That is the Princess Di for people who don't know that Princess Di used her platform for humanitarian endeavors, not for personal gain. You know, that's the difference. That's what's, that is why it's so offensive. Not that I'm a Princess Di goddamn historian, believe me. All I know is... I don't I mean, I know a little bit. I watched The Crown, but I, I mean, that's, aside the, that's beside the point. And I'm just kidding. The Crown is not... I mean, I don't know. Is that historically accurate? I don't think it's that accurate. What do I know? It's just whatever. Let's get off that. But the point is, they're trying to make her like she's some kind of, I don't know. Talk about stolen valor. That's what it reminds me of. Like Twitler and his, his military, his fetish for the military. That's because he's a, he's a little bitch. He could never, could never... He'd never make it a day in basic training, please. He, well, he doesn't ever. He would never do anything for anybody but himself anyway. So, what is that? What? He only, he only wants to steal people's valor. He, wa he likes those salutes. He likes that people who are better than him that actually, I don't know, sacrifice for the country. Let's say not everybody's in the, uh, having been in the military. Let me assure you, not everybody is there because they want to serve the country. Okay. As, as sad as it is, many people, it's the only way out of poverty. People join the military because they need health care. That's disgusting. And it goes against everything that the country was founded on. And in fact, Thomas Jefferson would weep. He was the one who boasted that we um, have no standing army because our men are so happy at home. 
they don't want to be sold for what is it, sold out rented out for a sixpence to be shot at for a sixpence or something like that he said but those days are long gone and especially now uh, with the pandemic too when you have no other option You sell yourself to be shot at for a sixpence. And it's disgusting what, how people in this country have joined the military. I remember reading stories about, well, one, I'm sure he's not alone. There was a story I remember reading about a man who joined the military because his wife had cancer and she needed health care. Isn't that disgusting? I, I find that rather disgusting and repulsive that we live in a country like that. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. With the last vestiges of my voice I have left for the evening, so I can go lay down and get off, I don't know, get off this computer. My eyes... My eyes are full. Look at this cat, though. Look at this cat. Oh, God. My ass is killing me on this chair. You know why? I've been sitting in this fucking chair for days. I gotta get a standing desk. Maybe I should do that. But I need to get a tall one. <clears throat> because you know why I'm six feet tall? I may not look at... But I, I am tall. All right. Ivanka, this I saw, this is kind of a couple of months old, but she makes me sick. Over the past three months, we have been reminded of just how crucial. Oh, wait, why did I hit that? Over the past three months, we have been reminded of just how crucial. Extraordinary mobilization of our industries. Hundreds of distilleries are now making hand sanitizer. Manufacturers like Honeywell. Shit. Oh shit. How, did, how long was that going on for? No, no sound. How oh, I hate when I do that. That was going on for a while. That was some good shit I was doing, too. How the fuck does that happen? Five minutes! Damn it! I did my best routine ever. That was like the best show. <laughs> Five minutes. That was the best show I ever done did. How did that happen? I didn't touch anything. Maybe the cat touched. I'm going to blame the cat. Sometimes he hits the space bar. Holy shit. All right, whatever. Everybody's used to me being fucking ridiculous. 
That was some good shit, though, that I did. It was funny. Oi, boy. God damn it. Well, thank you, Play Dave. Because it was your repeated all caps, no sound, no sound, no sound. That alerted me to the dilemma of having no sound on a show that needs sound. That you need sound. You need sound when you're doing a show. I hear, I learned that. Uh, fuck. I can't stand it. What is wrong with me? How did that happen? Because I, I didn't sh do that. There was no reason for me to do that. I'm, I'm telling you, it was the cat. What did you do? Did he hit something? It just makes me wonder. Do I have some... Something on this space bar? Oh. All right, well, let's get back to the bitch Ivanka. God damn it! It was good, too. That was going on for a while. I'm so mad. Where's Ray? Ray, Ray. You see Ray? Do you see him? Wait, let me move this. Ray. Ray, Ray. Ray. Hey, Ray. I'm trying to flash his eyes. Eh. All right, who cares? Oh, I'm just pissed at myself. That was a good show. I was doing some good fucking shit there. God. All right. Get back to work, Tarot. Stop bothering yourself with your bullshit. Move on. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. All right. Let's get back to Ivanka. And I will make... I, I was saying... God, don't let that happen with the sound again. And there it goes. Oh, well. Sometimes you just want to beat yourself up. But you can't. All you gotta do, all you can do, is move on. And expect that one day soon, yet again, it will happen again. When? When it will happen is up to you guys. I don't know. Maybe you want to put in a, a pole or a, what do you call it? A pool. Will Tara's show have sound all the way through? Will, when, <laughs> I should put it on a counter. Three shows with sound. I'll do an ad now featuring sound. Tara Buster. We have sound. Damn my life. Damn, damn, damn. All right. Let's get back to the real bitch. 
this son of a bitch right here. Well, and Hayes and many others have converted factory floors to produce millions of masks and gowns. The great. The fuck does she have? Okay, what, what was I? I was reading that article. That's what it was. That's where we left off when the sound left me. All right. A technical college in, Can in Kansas canceled a virtual commencement speech by Ivanka Trump citing social issues brought forth by George Floyd's death. The WSU campus of Applied Sciences and Technology, known as WSU Tech, is affiliated with Wichita State University. More than 400 faculty, students, and alumni had signed an open letter criticizing Wichita Tech's invitation to Trump as a representative of her father's administration. Too many Americans that that administration has come to signify... Oh, wait. Too many Americans that administ... Well, and humans, and normal people, that administration has come to signify the worst of our country, particularly in its recent action towards those peacefully protesting against racial uh, um, police, brutality. Ugh, police brutality. In response to the cancelization, Trump criticized cancel culture and viewpoint discrimination. Viewpoint discrimination. What's her viewpoint? Anybody? What's the viewpoint that needs less discriminating? You know, like, oh, there he goes. He's hitting the buttons. All right, get out of here, kid. Get going. Hit the road, Jack. All right, I guess not. Just sit here, then. Viewpoint discriminate. Isn't that what they're such victims? Maybe your viewpoint sucks. Ivanka, if the majority of the world is, doesn't want to hear your shit, it doesn't matter. You could still have your, your stupid, ugly point of view protecting the con man and the racist and the grifters that surround your filthy, grifting father and the Republican anti-American party of death. Yeah, yeah. You racist fucks who tickle the racist funny bones of the morons who fall in f right in line. They'll slit their own throats at your command, at daddy's command. That's the viewpoint. Viewpoint discrimination. Maybe you're, you have a shitty viewpoint. You ever think of that? What's your viewpoint? In fact, what's so annoying is that in my viewpoint, their friggin' viewpoint gets too much attention. Who needs your viewpoint? What do you do? What's your viewpoint? That we need more sweatshops? That money, money, money? That's your viewpoint. I'm so greedy, greedy, greedy. That's your viewpoint. I don't feel good about turning down money because my whole life I've been greedy, greedy, greedy. I've grabbed all the money I could get. I'm so greedy. That's your viewpoint? Of course, it's her viewpoint. 
So she, instead of, you know, she won't stand for being canceled. So she she released her a very own commencement speech in a best whispery, sexy whispery voice that she could muster. She was indignant. Don't let the sexy whispery voice fool you. She was very passionate about not being canceled. She will never be canceled. Just like daddy can't be canceled despite receiving fewer votes twice in two landslide elections. Oh, we didn't stop daddy last time from becoming the so-called president in spite of the fact that he received fewer votes. Why should it stop him this time? Why should he be canceled? This is cancel culture. Cancel culture is trying to cancel my dad. I will not be canceled. I will have my say. WSU, you cannot cancel me. Maybe. See, if she had any... Maybe if she had something that we want to listen to. Would does she have anything to offer humanity? This is what I want to know. Somebody, Trump and Z's, you, Newton Huff, whatever. What has Ivanka ever done for this world? What have they ever brought to humanity? What have they ever added? Have they ever done anything? Decent. I don't think so. Look. Workers at General Motors, Ford, and General Electric are assembling tens of thousands of ventilators. Our scientists and lab technicians have built the most advanced... Is this bitch for real? Our scientists and lab technicians? This This can't be real. A scientist? Is she a friggin' spokesmodel? Advanced testing in the world. (laughs) The most advanced, breathless testing. You wouldn't even imagine how hot these women are testing and breathing. They're testing, they're wearing heels. In lab coats. They're quaffed within an inch of their lives and they're testing, testing, testing. Coming up with a vaccine. And a PPE. Yes. Bringing home critical supply chains and now yes. I'm making... Supply chain. I learned that at Wharton Business School. Daddy is proud of me now because I made a lot of business decisions. And even though I'm, I'm, I'm just a girl, but you can be a girl and be breathless and sexy while also fending off sexual advances from your father and 
putting up a speech to counteract the cancel culture. No one uh, will stop me, 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 from putting out this important speech. There were many great speeches in American history. We all remember the Gettysburg Address. Or how about um, when FDR said, uh, this day will live in infamy. And then we have the greatest um, I have a dream speech that wasn't even spoken in a breathless, sexy kind of sexiness because, well, he was a man, so all women must be sexy. We could be sexy and smart. We can also be sexy and greedy. So like America history, I will, I'm, I'm sorry, everybody, I'm pushing my way into American history with this great speech to the class of 2020. It will go down in history, in Trumpanzee history, as the greatest, most sexy speech <laughs> that will ever make you want to have sex with your daddy. The greatest speeches of all American history. And I swear, I, this speech is not getting its due, I have to say. And that is because, we all know, it's because of cancel culture. Cancel culture is canceling my, my, my speech. It is, this speech should be in the Smithsonian. Is that what they call it, the Smithsonian? I don't know, what, it doesn't matter. It's kind of sexy, ladies. If you're, when you're trying to be smart, remember, don't be too smart. It's very intimidating. You, if you want to have a successful marriage, be, be smart, but don't be too smart. <laughs> don't be too smart. Just be sexy smart. And that means when you, it's very cute. Jared loves when I mispronounce things. He says, oh, honey, you're such an airhead. But it's okay because it keeps our, our appropriate natural power dynamic. And I say things like Smithsonian. <laughs> and then he says, oh, dear. You are. You're so adorable. Here's, a, here's my, uh, my platinum card. Go buy yourself as many, many patents in China as you can get your greedy, 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 like your daddy fingers around. Because daddy will be proud. But when I told daddy that they were going to cancel my speech... I said, Daddy, I will not 
be deterred giving a mediocre speech to people who don't want to hear it. (laughs) And I will never, ever, ever admit that I, um, I really am out of my league. I'm not, I'm, if this speech does not go down in history, it is purely because of cancel culture. Don't take my word for it. After all, I am a Trump. So if I told you the sun rose in the east, set in the west, you better check that you're still on earth. But take my speech. Just listen to the speech and you tell me why. Why isn't this speech in speech history? Is it because of conservative liberal bias? It must be bias. The elites giving great speeches. Everybody, they always say Obama gave a great speech. No one tells me I gave a good speech because it is viewpoint discrimination. Like, you might have a viewpoint, you know, you might have some taste and know what a good speech sounds like. But don't take my word for it. Like I said, I am a Trump, so you wouldn't take my word for anything if you you wanted to hold on to your wallet. Listen to the speech and you be the judge. American medicine here on American soil. Our nation is beating back the virus through the strength and skill, muscle and might of the American worker. We have also seen the importance of job training and reskilling as workers have quickly transitioned to meet new demands, such as building up the greatest medical arsenal in the world. <laughs> History is. Can her eyes get any bigger? And her lips get any wispier? And in the world, when she praises, they love the American worker. Oh yes, the Trumps are famous. They're infamous all over Earth for their love of the American worker. Well, we know exactly. Everyone has their wheelhouse. You know, Princess Di, she had the landmine thing. Me, I got my, uh, I got my various schemes. My various self-serving schemes. So there's no difference if I'm not compared to a beloved people's princess. I am the people's princess of trampanzees. <laughs> the, people, the people's princess. It's proven time and time again that in the midst of the most difficult challenges, we have a chance to seize new opportunities and achieve our greatest victories. In 1665, during the Great Plague of London, Sir Isaac Newton was a 23-year-old student who was required to... I bet you didn't know that. Sir Isaac 
Newton was a 20... <laughs> she doesn't know shit. Sir Isaac Newton was a 23-year-old... Hey, save some air for me. Save some oxygen for me. She knows shit. In fact, she recently, not too long ago, where the hell is it? Let's see if I can look this up. Ivanka. It's hard to look things up with the cat pushing on my stomach. That's one thing I don't like that he does. He lays on my keyboard and then pushes on my stomach. Like, I don't like that. It's annoying. Stop that. Um, what was I looking up? Ivanka. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Tweets. Fake quote. Yes. You know how Republicans, they love their fake quotes. They do. They do. With a fake quote. Yeah, how many fake quotes we got here? Ivanka Trump defends her father with a fake impeachment quote. Right? It's so easy to make up quotes. Republicans don't know the difference, though. They don't, they don't know history. But not that you know every quote ever quoted. But what I do, since Republicans, we know who they are. If I'm not um, immediately aware of a quote. All, all you gotta do is Google for two seconds. Half of the quotes, I mean, I'm not even kidding, it's more than half, it has to be. That these, that these fascists, these Trump entities attribute to the founding fathers, they're all spurious quotes. There are so many fake quotes flying around the internet from Lincoln and Thomas Jefferson, always ascribe, like some bullshit. Some conservative, some fake, not conservative, some fascist, whatever it might be, du jour, some offense du jour, they've fixed the facts around the policy. And then they put a picture of a founding father and they're like, yeah, 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 that sounds good. And then they all spread it around. And I receive these things too, as if they're, they have some kind of standing. They're arguing, oh, well, Thomas Jefferson fake said this. Here we go. Bullshit. Oh, my God. Ivanka. <laughs> when, a, when is a quote from a historical figure not to be trusted when it is tweeted by a Trump? In truth, all historical quotes tweeted out by politicians should be treated with caution. Okay, yes, yes, yes. On Thursday evening, after a final, for now, dramatic day of public hearings, in the impeachment... Oh, remember? Remember the impeachment? That was so long ago. We were so young. We were young and in love. We were so wide-eyed, ideal, idealists, dreaming of a better world, thinking that, yes, we can have a... Democracy laws do apply to everyone. Remember that? We were so young and foolish. So, after a f dramatic day of public hearings in the impeachment inquiry against her son-of-a-bitch father, 
The first daughter. This is what I. This is the first daughter. That's the first daughter. The first daughter wrote, "A decline of public morals in the United States will probably be marked by the abuse of power, of impeachment as a means of crushing." political adversaries or ejecting them from office, said Alexis de Tocqueville in 1835. <gasps> Except, oh, how interesting. It didn't, it's a bullshit quote. Republican, where is it? Ivanka's tweet was on message, but alas, it wasn't Tocqueville. As historians uh, with Twitter accounts made clear, it was in fact a paraphrase drawn from the Frenchman's seminal work, Democracy in America, which was published between 1835 and 1840 and is, according to the Guardian's Nicholas Lazard, still relevant. Whatever, whatever. The incorrect lines Ivanka found were from an 1889 book, American Constitutional Law, by John Innes Clark Hare. Oh, well, see? They just make shit up. Just, it doesn't matter if it's real or true. That's not even the worst of it. There's so many other bullshit quotes. All you gotta do, there's, just go on to, if you go on to Thomas Jefferson's Monticello.org or something. Let's see. They have a whole page. Be this is because the cons are infamous for spreading around their bullshit. So they have a whole page of fake quotes saying, hey, watch out for these fake quotes uh, attributed to Thomas Jefferson. So let's, let me see. Spurious. There's one last thing I want to get to. That's why I'm bringing up Ivanka. And you probably know what it is. And it's going to be good. Because she sucks. She's not good. Let's see. Monticello. Here we go. Monticello.org. Spurious quotes. Look at this. Wait, where? Wait, wait. Wrong page. It's showing me the wrong page. Oh, that's the search. Show me the page, damn it. This is annoying. Here we go. Look at all these quotes. Boom, 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 boom. Fake quotes. Fake quotes. All from right-wingers. An educated citizenry is vital, requisite, for our survival as a free people. Wow. Bad government results from too much government. <laughs> wow. You, you think um, a right-winger sent that out? Christianity is the best friend of government. Thomas Jefferson. Fake. Democracy is nothing more than mob rule. Fake. All this, all conservative. That's what conservatives think. 
Let's see. Do you want to know? Eternal vigilance. What? what? Every man has two countries. Mm-hmm. His own in France. Never said it. Few die. None resign. Free men. Free men. Do not ask permission to bear arms. Government big enough to give you everything you want. Unreal. I'm sure that's not the end of it. Is a government that is too big. If a government is big enough to give you everything you want, it is big enough to take away all that you have. Said some right-wing dum-dum in his basement. Not Thomas Jefferson. While the dum-dum had a roof over his head, thanks to Social Security disability and tweeting on an internet funded by government research and development. Eating food that was inspected by the socialist FDA. I mean, these people are so tedious. Government that is big enough to give you everything you need is also strong enough to take it away. Do not let them take your freedom. Damn it, you are free to die without health care. And I swear I will always fight for that. Oh my god. Let's see. Duel among the states. What's that? Whatever. That's not. National Prayer for Peace. I love it. Attributing all these prayers and... All the bullshit. They have such an agenda. If you don't have an agenda, why do you have to make shit up? If your agenda is anti-American, if it was pro-American, you wouldn't have to make up these quotes. We got quotes. Progressives, normal people. We have a lot of quotes that we use. We don't need to make up quotes to kind of fix the facts around the policy and pretend. We can wave the flag. We don't have to, though, because we are the patriots. You got to wave your flag and make up your fake quotes to defend the indefensible. The fact that you are not... Uh, fighting for truth, justice in the American way. You can't even get past truth. Almighty God, who has given us the good land of our heritage, we humbly beseech thee that we may always prove ourselves to be a people mindful of of thy favor. You see, it has to be from the olden days because he says like olden words and shit. And glad to do thy will. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil way defend our liberties. And fashion unto the people a multitude brought hitherto out of kindred and tongues. Endow with thy spirit of wisdom. Oh, please, they better keep praying for that. 
to those whom thy name we entrust in a time of prosperity. Fill our hearts with thankfulness in the day of troubles. Suffer not our trust in thee to fail. Of all of which we ask through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we never said that. Amen. Period. End of sentence. Why putting people, why are you putting words in people's mouths? What's your problem, right-wingers? If you have such a great message, stop putting words in people's mouths. Why don't you put the words in the mouths that are your people? You know, like, hey, um, Sarah Palin, no one will ever stop. You slap this big gulp out of my hand. Freedom! No free man. See, it's oldie. It's got oldie ring to it. Oldie timey. No free man shall be debarred the use of arms. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Notice how they put all their agenda onto everybody. Just fucking fight for your stupidity. Stop putting words in people's mouths. If you're on the right side of history, you're on the right side of history. Let's see. The end of democracy. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Hmm, well, well, it's got a point there, but it's a fake quote. The end of democracy and the defeat of the American Revolution will occur. This is another, this is another thing that reminds me of what they said. Jeff, I mean, Lincoln said, but he never did, about corporations. Even though he's got a point. Fall into the hand of lending institutions and moneyed in corporations. All right. What's this? Those who hammer their guns into plows will plow for those who do not. What? Shut up with this shit. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, what does Ivanka say? Leave his college campus. He self-isolated in his childhood home for months on end. Despite the grim circumstances, he didn't use this time to... He self-isolated for months on end. ...develop what we now know of as calculus. You're so fucking clever. What do you know? What the hell does she do with her life? 759 graduates whom we celebrate today. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, you dumb bastards. <laughs> Daddy gave me everything. Let's <laughs> break in the routines. Ah, in the routines. 
of being a parasite of which to suck, I suck, profit, and discard. I'm sick of looking at her, but I wanted to show you. Did you see that article? Where the heck is it? Ivanka. Well, uh, tell me I'm not surprised. Ivanka, she hates the pores. What do, you, what do you think? These people are scum. Here, her friend. She has a friend? Or had a friend. Well, that makes more sense. To know her is to hate her. Unless you're like her, a grifter. Ivanka Trump obsessed with status, says former friend. Well, well, I am not surprised. Are you surprised? The so-called president's daughter asked her, why'd you tell me to read a book about poor people? <laughs> poor people. Why would I read a book that would give me another perspective? Ugh. What do they have to teach me? Me. Me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm quaffed. I'm gorgeous. My teeth. I've used Crest White Strips for the last 15 years, every night and every day. I talk in a nice whisper. Not like that Tara Buster bitch who t says all these curses. Look at her. She's living in Queens. <laughs> I got out of Queens, baby. My daddy got out of Queens. Not like my loser uncle who lived in Sunnyside. <gasps> Isn't that where Tara Buster lives? Tara Buster with Tara Devlin. She doesn't even have the good sense to take the CDs off her wall. <laughs> she doesn't even have a tan. Look at her. She's white as a sheet. She looks like this piece of paper. And I look like a beautiful princess of a grifter. Grifter or not, I'm still a princess. Ivanka Trump shared her father's craving for money and praise. Because that's who they are. Because they're tiny, small, little, sad. Sad little scums. Waste of human DNA. That's why I call them waste of human DNA. They completely miss the point of life. When they're dead, well, right before they die... I guarantee you, if there is an afterlife, which probably there's not, who knows? Well, we can speculate, but they're going to look, I mean, you can't take it with you. You wasted your life being a liar, a grifter. You had opportunity. And the best you could do was a sweatshop in China. Trump's daughter was so obsessed with status and used to blame classmates for her infractions of school rules. 
while projecting a refined persona. Lysandra Allerstrom, who was a maid of honor at her wedding, claimed in Vanity Fair. This is written by Rory Carroll from The Guardian. She had the Trump radar for status, money, and power, and her dad's instinct to throw unders under the bus to save herself. Well, she learned at her grifter daddy's knee. In the most scathing passage, Orstrom claimed that in their mid-20s, she recommended her friend read the book Empire Falls, a Pulitzer Prize-winning novel by Richard Russo about working-class characters in a small town in Maine. Lee, why would you tell me to read a book about fucking poor people? I'm, uh, huh, what are you... I read, uh, Art of the Deal. Why would you read anything? Grapes of Wrath. I don't know. Why would you read anything that has a different perspective that might give you some empathy or a different view? Why would you do that? Why would you spend any time thinking about people who were too stupid to be born rich or at least pull themselves up by their bootstraps and become a nude model in, in, in the United States and hang around discotheques, find some rich grifter to hook their friggin' breast implants to and take them to the moon, metaphorically. What part of you thinks I would be interested in this? I don't know, the part that is human? Well, my mistake. Wait, I see Ray. Where is Ray? Ray, Ray. Ray, Ray. Ray. Ah, just out of grasp. Just out of crisp. There he is. There he is. Ray, Ray. It's like spotting the... Spotting Bigfoot or something. <laughs> I put that jumper on him. Because it's hard to see. And then I put a bell on him. So I could hear him coming. Beneath her polish, the future president's daughter occasionally betrayed a rougher, more Trumpian edges. Ivanka would regularly relay stories of teachers or observers who had commented that she had the most innate talent they'd ever seen for whatever new pursuit she was taking up. Like what? Being a grifter? A greedy bitch? That don't take any talent, honey. You just don't have any morals. That's it. It, doesn't, it just takes indifference. Orstrom, a journalist who used to report from Lebanon. Uh-oh, wait. I feel a ray. Where are you? Where are you, ray? He's just touching my feet. Um, let's see who used to report from Lebanon, said a necklace with her name in Arabic irked Ivanka. 
One night in the middle of dinner, she glanced at the necklace and said, how does your Jewish boyfriend feel when you're having sex and that necklace hits him in the face? How can you wear that thing? It just screams, terrorist. Well, you know what, Ivanka bitch? Maybe that's why you would read shit from other points of view. You might learn a little something. Not be such a Philistine, greedy grifter. That's the worst. Not just a greedy grifter. An incurious and intellectually stupid, well, intellectually incurious grifter. Ill-informed, frankly. Orstrom's befriended Ivanka in the seventh grade when they were about 12. In, all, in, in an all-girls school in Manhattan's Upper East Side with famous alumni including Jackie Kennedy Onassis. They bonded during a school trip to Paris. And Ostrom was a maid of honor at Ivanka's wedding. After which the friendship cooled, she said. Ostrom said she had written the article to show the true Ivanka, despite the risk of being branded a hypocritical, privileged elitist looking to capitalize on her first family connection. Although friends and family have warned that this article won't be received the way I want, I think it's past time that one of the many critics from Ivanka's childhood comes forward only to ensure that she really will never recover from the decision to tie her fate to her father's. Well, let's hope. You know she wants to be in politics. So, she's a bitch. All right, everybody? She's a bitch. All right, guys, it's midnight. Thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for your super chats, Jim and River and Jim. That's it. That's all I can say. Thank you for your patronage. All the patrons. To all the patrons I love before and currently. Thank you for walking through my door. Somebody deleted their patronage. On November 16th. And I see it right in front of me. I won't name their name, but it hurts me just the same. I hope you're doing well. And you deleted it because you hate me. Not because you're having hard times. And thank you, Valkyrie Ishaya. Ishaya? Ishaya. Ishaya. E-I-S-H-A-A. E yeah. Let me start again. Excuse me. I-S-H-A-Y-A. Ishaya? I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. If I am not, you know. I'm sorry. Valkyrie. Ishaya, I hope we get to know you better. Join us on the chat. Join us in the Discord. And K 
keep coming back. Keep coming back, everybody. It works if you work it. So work it. You're worth it. And live it. Um, let's see what happens tomorrow. Hopefully. Who knows? We might have it a show. Let's hope. Shit can newt, says Ed. I think you might be right. I know. I know, I know. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Sound, please come back, somebody wrote. Don't scare me like that. The sound has come back. To all the sounds I missed when I wasn't making sound. You never know. That's why you like the show. Sometimes there's sound. Sometimes... There's no sound. You want sound? You become a patron. <laughs> That's how we're going to do it. I'll have a show that has no sound. You want sound? You got to get a patron. You got to more patrons. More patrons, more sound. Right? Wouldn't that? That's a good idea. All right. Guys, I got to go lay down. I'm tired. I need to be un conscious and I need to be unconscious quickly my friends thank you for hanging out we know there's gonna be more shit it never stops but we our work is really truly cut out for us you know what we're up against these DLC Democrats really okay it ain't easy remember what I always say it is true we we're on the right side of history. That's right. They know it. We're on the right side of humanity. We're on the right side of democracy, and we will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out, and I will see you very, very soon. <laughs>